Welcome to the podcast that no one asked for. The one where your favorite characters from your favorite fandoms get wet, wild, and weird. Where erotic fan fiction helps pop culture pop a boner, and we all get to laugh about it. I'm Allie LaFevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And And this this is Fangasm. Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. It's season 18 and I am Lindsay. And I'm Allie. I'm Danny. We did it. We can buy cigarettes. We can sign up for the military. (laughs) Yes. We can buy the porn we read (laughs) officially. If you're buying porn, now you can buy more porn. Yeah. Good for you. (laughs) We're going to college. This is so exciting. It's a big season for us. It really is. I think we're calling it season 18 plus. Yeah. I think that's the most appropriate way to position it. Yes. And we have a lot of exciting things to tell you before we get into it. Oh, I did have an idea. Instead of 18 plus, 18 and wands up. Instead of 18 and up. Cute. Oh, 18 and you up, but wands up is more us. I like 18 and you up. Maybe 18 and you up because we're (laughs) doing another Marvel story. And so that keeps it more on fandom theme. Yeah. 18 and hammers up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's another Marvel story because this was a listener-submitted story, which are our favorites. Yes. And it's a first for us, right? It is. It is. Well, it's a first for a season. So On Maine. On the Maine. We talked about last season that we had never done a Femme Slash as the main pairing for any of our uh, seasons on the pod. We've definitely done a bunch of quickies. And so we had one of our listeners, one of our pack members, Packers, <laughs> what do we call our, our fanny pack people, yeah. <laughs> write her very first story and submit it to us. And we are so excited to read it because the premise is a riot and it the main ship features two incredible characters. We won't spoil that. But Danny, I know you wanted to read the premise of the story. And I think just to get people a little jazzed up for it. Yes. So the premise is... Um, I bet you'll know where this is going. Um, the premise is a cross between the Avengers and Love Island. Tony Stark asked the Avengers to partake in a charity matchmaking show to help fund relief for the pandemic. Thank you, Tony. Mm-hmm. They all get a temporary memory wipe and basically a free pass down uh, to get down and dirty with each other in an exotic resort to raise money. So I will say that I have watched Love Island because of one of our very own OG Potterotics, uh, Mackenzie, who hyped it up, and then got us into it. So and you got hooked? I got hookered for sure. Basically, <laughs> a bunch of sexy people on an island, musical chairs to see who is the favorite couple to win $100,000 at the end of it. And it's on five nights a week when it's on. Whew. And it's on for like nine weeks. I mean, it's an incredible amount of television. So some relationships don't have 72 hours, you know, collectively spent together. And this is on television. Wow. I mean, it's perfect for 18 and you up because they are up every night of the week (laughs) making, you know, television, sexy TV. I don't watch the show, but I used to watch Bachelor in Paradise. And I feel like that's the same premise where like new people come on, someone gets voted off because there's always an odd number and it's just all like sexy shenanigans. 
Plus Avengers, plus Tony Stark just being the philanthropist that he is. God, what a giver. First he makes a calendar. Now he's just sending people to an island because he cares about the pandemic. I would love to see the receipts of where this money is actually going because this feels very self-indulgent for Tony. It's like the 501C, isn't it? What is the 501C3. Yeah, I was thinking what we could make that mean, like C for cock, C3. Anyway. C3PO. (laughs) No. Not for profit, not for – anyway, we'll work on some of these as the story goes. But that was a perfect tee-up, but we have an even better tee-up. You know, uh, we often start new seasons with a musical number. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, this season is no exception. It's just going a different route. Allie, you want to? Yeah. So I think we should say that. So about two hours ago before we were going to record, (laughs) Danny lobs a new idea. Hey, what if we did a song? (laughs) And we're working and and Danny's like, okay, Danny's going to take the lead on writing the song. And he writes the whole thing. I almost don't want to spoil it and say who the artist is or what the song is, but I think we have to. Uh, So this is a Taylor Swift song. It's a classic. It's 15, which is an absolutely beloved song that she just re-released. And Danny decided to take the liberty of rewriting the lyrics and then performed it via voice memo for Lindsay and I. And we were, instead of us singing it on the pod, we want to just share Danny's voice memo of this song. I thought you guys were to practice a log. We refuse to sing the song. We just want the world to hear what he sent us. It's so perfect. He sang along to the karaoke track. Yes. It has, the lyrics are wonderful. It's a perfect way to kick off the season. And he's our, the best singer in the trio. So we thought, let's play it. So- Let's play it. This has not been pitch corrected, I want to say. There's been no (laughs) auto-tune. This is natural. I'm bearing it all for you. This is Danny's version. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My only hesitation is like, you know, I want to support Olivia Rodrigo, and I know she's got two number ones from the album out, and like we don't want to take her down. We support young female artists, but we'll put Danny's audio out and hope that it doesn't knock her down the charts. Danny, it could. Yeah, this could be a, a chart topper. I'm really worried for Olivia Rodrigo's career right now because. <laughs> and the original artist of this song. Yes. We should worry about her too because she's, you know. Something's getting topped in this song. So <laughs> it's not my vocals. So let's play it for everyone. Let's roll it. Hey, Susan, insert gold here. Okay, you ready? We open our phones and click on search filters. We're on the hunt for the perfect pick. Make sure no archive warnings apply. Set the rating to explicit. It's a Tuesday morning and your app gives a warn that you're gonna be horned by this pod. This time when we say girls night, we really mean the girls will take it to the bed. It's season 18 and time for some fam slash. We know you've been craving and after 18 seasons, we're ready to get really wet. Raise your wand, sing along. This this is a season like never before. Season 18. 
Okay, you guys. God has cursed me with a talent and no talent. I mean, I don't think a song has been that good since we all tried to sing, um, I'm off the deep end. Remember, we were just <laughs> trying to hit those notes. Wa la 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 <laughs> Like seagulls just dying. <sighs> Danny, I do think that you should release this on Spotify, you know, Apple Music. And like Lindsay said, it should be 15, aka known as 18, Danny's version. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I was worried it was going to go a little climb every mountain and I'm not sure did it or was it at least not depressing? It's better than climb every mountain. Yeah. But by one. It's not much of an upper no, in the song. It's, it's a pretty it's same. It's slow. We're in the same orbit as <laughs> climb every mountain. Did I climb every mountain again? <laughs> you climbed <laughs> and you parked it up there. Danny, you never climbed down the mountain is what we're no, realizing. I think it's down in the valley. I don't think it's a mountaintop kind of moment. Yeah. He weeped all the way down the mountain. So if you were ever super amped about turning 18, this just... Here it is. This is the banger you throw on. 100%. 18th birthday parties for years to come will have this on their playlist. Well, thank oh, you for man. respecting the integrity of this podcast and, and celebrating the arts. That's beautiful. Oh, man. That's so awesome. So what else do we have to announce before? Well, we have another big announcement. <laughs> so we recently received a piece of uh, press that I think finally lives up to the scholarly pursuit of this podcast. Mm-hmm. We were featured by an editorial group from the University of Oxford. <laughs> Ever heard of it? <laughs> And their most recent uh, newsletter where they um, they talk about pop culture recommendations, TV shows, movies, podcasts, Fangasm was the featured podcast. So like we said, I mean, we have our bachelorette degree and our yep. masturbation. <laughs> our dictorate. <laughs> and our dictorate. So... Uh- I mean, everyone knew this is, was going to be the path of fangirls. Absolutely. Everyone's been biding their time until, when is Oxford going to recognize this amazing? Finally, Oxford gets it. <laughs> I mean, we knew this was an intellectual pursuit when we started uh-huh. it. And we said, yeah. you know, the world just hasn't caught up yet. They don't understand yeah. us. And finally. I mean, our podcast in its origins was based in a school. True. It's very educational. Very Some people have told us that it has taught them a lot taught me a lot about things I didn't know. And we are in our fourth year of this podcast. So, I mean, a lot of this is all kind of triangulating. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And 18 seasons. So we're headed off to Oxford. Mm -hmm. We thought it's either Arizona State or Oxford. Oxford. (laughs) To the one writer at Oxford and your friend that listens to us, thank you. Thank you. It's a high praise. Thank you. To whoever lost the bet, no, thank you so much. Seriously, that's so – that is the most fun and surprising piece of press we've probably ever gotten. It's up there. (laughs) Truly. We're cracking up on our text thread laughing. (laughs) And what world did we think this podcast would ever be featured in anything associated with University of Oxford? (laughs) Oh, boy. (sighs) Lastly, um, we are so excited because for the first time in four years, we have remembered that June 9th (laughs) is Fangasm Day, as you all know and love. And um, what we want to do is we want to create a day of Fangasm love so leading up to June 9th, which is 6-9, which is um, when you and your partner are both 
in each other's parts. Up until June 9th, leave us a voicemail. So our voicemail number, as you already (laughs) know and remember, is 872-216-0881. One more time, Mm 872-216-0881. Leave us a voicemail about um, anything that is on your loins. And then on June 9th, we want you to flood the airwaves to tell everybody how big of erotic fan fiction reader and author you are, which can include... Um, posting your favorite fanfic, celebrating your fanfic authors, posting about fangasm, your favorite episodes, your favorite jokes. Doesn't matter. Your employers can't see your posts if you don't want them to. Um, <laughs> and post away. Um, but we just want to make 6 9 as hot and horny as it can be. And when you post on social, use hashtag fangasm day so we see it. And obviously you can tag us as well at fangasm podcast. We just want to hear what this podcast or what this world has meant to you. So they can be sentimental stories. They can be hilarious moments. They can be, again, the the moments that you thought were the wildest or weirdest or the friendships you've made. Just anything that feels like uh, a celebration around the world of erotic fan fiction and these talented authors and all the silly, sexy times we've had together. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars Day is May 4th. Fangasm Day is June 9th, 6th night. So we can't wait. And Danny, I love now that you are a scholar of um, the University of Oxford, thank you so much for giving us that explanation of 69ing. I think it was <laughs> yeah. very accurate, anatomically correct, and only someone yeah. who has an advanced degree would be able to share that info. So thank you. You know, like uh, from a beautiful mind with like all the numbers floating around, <laughs> but ours is just six and nines. <laughs> over just and over. And it's me trying to figure out the, the graph of it. Uh-huh. What are they doing? What's the six? Is this a six? Is this a nine? It's like Kama Sutra diagrams, <laughs> zooming yeah. in and out. Like Doctor Strange, yeah. you know, having all those visions. Yeah. I do think the catchphrase, just like, you know, Star Wars Day is June the 9th be with you. Mm-hmm. It's very catchy. <laughs> it's very yeah. scary. <laughs> I love it. And before we get into the story, I think we have to thank our incredible author. So she is a member of the Fanny Pack. She heard our call for Femslash, and <laughs> she wrote her very first story. Um, she goes by the pen name Dr. Stud. So Dr. Mm-hmm. Stud, thank you so much for writing this incredible story. The premise is a riot, which we've already talked about. And we are so stoked that we are going to have our official very first Femslash pairing on Fangasm. Mm-hmm. Woo. And the timing is so incredibly fitting because um, if you're listening to this the day it drops, which most of you are, it's um, June 1st, which kicks off Pride festivities. Woo. So we are kicking off with the L and LGBTQIA plus mm-hmm. and <laughs> are so excited. I feel like, you know, this is the perfect time to do it and the perfect season 18. Yay. I love it. I'm so excited. Without further ado. Let's do it. Settle down, Stark's voice rang around the penthouse. I'm sure you all have plenty to catch up on, but you can all save it for the love sh- Wait, what's it called? He turned impatiently to Pepper, who stood reassuringly behind him. Is it like the love house or the love resort or- Wait, what is it? What are we doing here? The love (laughs) bunker, she chimed helpfully. Who came up with that? I'm paying them way too much for this kind of crap. Stark muttered irritably to himself before turning to the assembled Avengers. You all probably got the gist from my message, but we're doing another charity gig. Some idiot (laughs) called it the love bunker and now they're fired. But the marketing has gone too far, so now I guess we're stuck with it. 
get to the point. Steve Rogers called from behind the crowd to a murmur of agreement. All right, all right, all right. You probably won't be thrilled about it, but the fans have been calling for a matchmaking show, which is stupid, but they make a fuck ton of money and there are some groups out there who really need it right now. So you can think of it as a romantic getaway for a good cause. With who? Bruce Banner asked. With each other. Stark said reluctantly. You guys, you have to, if you don't watch The Boys on Amazon Prime, you absolutely have to. Because now I'm just watching it through that. You know, I like watch the Avengers through that lens. This is some The Boys shit. So I love it. Wait, so what's the premise of The Boys? It's a group of superheroes. Okay. And it is kind of like the inside look. And so they have like a marketing rep that like gets the new costumes. And like the social media team has to be on site before they fight anybody so they can like capture it. And like all of the saving has to be like approved by corporate. Oh my God. So, that's incredible. What a so fun funny. perspective. So, so smart. smart. Yeah. How have we not watched that yet? What's it on? Disney Plus? Amazon. Amazon. Okay. That's why. Adding that to my list behind Mayor of Easttown. Oh no. I got a long night ahead of me. <laughs> got a lot. And behind uh, update the song list on. <laughs> the song anthology. All of your debt. And all of Love Island. All of the Island, right? <laughs> yeah. That shouldn't take you too long. Oh boy. There was a surge of voices, each clamoring over the next in unified protest. From the side of the crowd, Carol Danvers groaned and shook her head. Abducted from Earth, hybridized into an alien, chased across the galaxy, and forced to save the world. For this? There were a few who believed in putting the need of many before the need of a few more than Carol, having seen what she had seen in her 23 years of traveling the galaxy, but she figured she had just learned that there were some limits to which her selflessness would not stretch. The idea of a live romantic show made for those rich enough to own telecommunicative equipment was juvenile and repulsive, not to mention almost literally incestuous, considering Gamora, Nebula, Loki, and Thor had also returned to Stark's (laughs) call to assembly. Oh my God, guys, there's so many good people here. Gang's all here. Gang bang's all here. (laughs) Writing that down for an episode title. (laughs) I don't think we can. I don't think gangbang is like a. Is that a bad term? It's a born category. Isn't it like when a group only has sex with the one person? That's a train. But what I didn't know gangbang was still. I don't know. I can't Google gangbang. I mean, I don't know if you tell your parents you're into it, but I think everybody is, you know. Teach his own. I just didn't know if the phrase of it, not the action of it, calling it a gangbang. I didn't know if that was like allowed. So if we've offended anyone with that term gangbang, let us know. Yeah. Danny, you want to look it up real quick? Yeah. It's bookmark. Can I say gang? <laughs> I think it's in the porn industry. It's fine. It's a consensual performance. So. Great. So gang bang is okay to say as far as yeah, our okay. diligent yeah. research. Please correct us yep. if we are wrong. Got it. She assumed they, like she, had assumed it was a summon to arms rather than a pitch for some stupid charity gig. Stark was still battling the crowd. Hear me out. Hear me out. You know what? We could have acted a lot faster than this. There is still a pandemic on the loose and we need more food, more oxygen. I need to start making interplanetary trades to get more equipment for the hospitals. You think I wouldn't rather spend two weeks in the sun having a real loose time? All you morons (laughs) have to do is show up and act like you're interested in each other. The rumbling of the crowd died down and suddenly everyone was looking at the floor. Only Carol maintained Stark's gaze with resignation. He was right, of course. Tony had a tendency to be right when it came to matters of justice and welfare. But does he have to sound like such a dick while he does it? Yes. <laughs> Across the room, Carol saw Valkyrie clenching her jaw as she apparently went through a similar thought process. Something dropped in the pit of Carol's stomach at that icy look in the Asgardian's chocolate brown eyes. Carol thought to herself, there might be more than one reason why this love bunker idea won't work. 
Of course, you all have history and connections and blah dee blah dee blah no one's interested, which is why we will temporarily erase your recent memories and return them to you after the show is over. Who wants to remember this last year anyway? Stark muttered. <laughs> you all have 48 hours to get your shit together. The sponsors are providing food and bikinis and alcohol, etc. <laughs> Carol suppressed a grin as she saw both Thor and Valkyrie's eyes light up. But you all have to bring your own training equipment. It's two weeks, and I don't want you getting out of shape. Any, <laughs> Wow. Wow. <gasps> what a vain mofo. <sighs> Anything could happen. Now the layout of the whole thing will be directed by my own darling wife, who will host the show, so I won't muck into the details there, but basically the only rules are no fighting. It's a personal resort of mine, and I don't want you to trash the place like you do <laughs> everywhere else. No getting drunk and no leaving once you arrive. There will be someone there on standby if you want to quit the show. I'm not forcing anything on anyone. There was a ride of snorts. <laughs> we got it. But I don't want anyone opening portals to other dimensions during the show, and I specifically mean you, doctor, even if it's just to facilitate someone else. Oh my God, everyone is here. This is crazy. And for God's sake, please, will you try not to be half-assed about it? The more action the viewers see, the more money we make. So get on it. I want to see that full ass. Wow. So no one's getting kicked off. Is that why he says no one can leave? So this is not like Love Island rules. It's more just like everyone hook up. Seems like it. You know, I... I don't know so far, but maybe okay. it's like, you know, you can't, you can quit the show. You know, he doesn't want to have to like follow the cameras around. You can get kicked off, but you can't quit. Yeah. 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 This is too cool, murmured Peter Parker excitedly. <laughs> I'm going to be on TV. <laughs> Stark suddenly looked down at him. Oh, are you here? That was clearly a mistake. Go back to school or something. But what about the holiday? Stark sighed. Peter, I wish the others had your spirit. But what you have in enthusiasm, you lack in height and stubble, so get the hell out of here. Oh, <laughs> poor guy. Can he be like a production assistant? Like, can he have some role? Is this an internship? Isn't a fluffer like an assistant on porn sets? Yeah, can he fluff? It's like, who's going to play the Imagine Dragons? Like, they need someone like that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody. Giggles can't be everywhere. He can make hammocks. He can make <laughs> spiderweb hammocks for people to bang on. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be sexy. The bartender. Peter slouched dejectedly from their midst, mumbling something about MJ probably not being cool with it anyway. As for the adults, are we all clear here on what we're doing? Good. If anyone has any questions, I don't want to hear them. Now get moving. (laughs) Carol threw her bomber jacket back on and followed the rest of the Avengers out of Stark's penthouse. It was dumb. Of course it was dumb. But was two weeks in the sun with a cold beer such a bad lot? She watched the group filing out. Thor and Loki were shoving each other playfully. T'Challa and Okoye grinned at each other as Gamora and Nebula bickered ahead of them. Beside them, Valkyrie swished her ponytail and continued to look disgruntled. Carol's stomach swooped again at those stubborn features. Stark might get more drama than he bargained for, thought Carol. Okay, I have one plot hole. What about all the bad guys? Do you think that they're going to be so entertained watching the show that they'll wait? Till after. Oh, to do bad things. Or do you think Peter has this? I think Peter. <laughs> Just Peter. And Tony, I guess. I think it's Peter and Tony. And who's left? Who's not here right now? It's fine. Good TV can't wait. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So I guess Maybe. some of them. Well, Gamora's there. You're right. A Nebula. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're hoping to entertain them into a peace treaty. They'll be so horny and turned on. They'll never be able to fight these guys again. Totally. And there's also like all of the DC heroes. I, everyone's fine. Yeah. Remain calm. <laughs> Everyone, calm down. Aquaman has this. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Aquaman just like peering at the Love Island, just like so pissed in the water. <laughs> Swims up on shore. 
Yeah. Like, I literally live here and no one asked me. (laughs) 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 Oh, a little time has passed. Beep, boop, beep, boop. A little deep do. What do we call it in Marvel? We've been through this before, but I don't remember what we called it. What's it called? Dinkus. A dinkus? Snappus. Snappus. There we go. Snappus. Great. (laughs) Captain Danvers? Captain, can you hear me? Carol blinked her eyes open and squinted against the harsh lights of the medical room. She reached to her forehead and pulled away the leads that were taped there, then whirled on the poor girl in the white coat and pressed her against the wall. Huh. She's cute, Carol thought. Who are you? Where am I? Please, calm down. I'm not going to hurt you. I work for Tony. Sheesh. Why do you guys all have this reaction? Tony? (laughs) Right, Tony Stark. I've erased your recent memories as per his orders. You're due to star on a TV show. Now, can you please put me down? <laughs> can you imagine if that's what you wake up to hear? That's chaos. Golly. Carol loosened her grip on the young medic as a familiar voice came from a speaker behind her and projected on the posterior wall was a video recording. You probably won't be thrilled about it, but the fans have been calling for a matchmaking show. Carol blinked. She remembered Stark in a blurry, non-specific kind of way, but she knew he was stubborn, smart, and a huge pain in the ass, which is probably the reason why she was here. Basically, the only rules are no fighting. It's a personal resort of mine, and I don't want you to trash the place like you do everywhere else. No getting drunk and no leaving once you arrive. Ah, yes. She remembered now. A matchmaking show with a bunch of other heroes, though what their names were, she couldn't seem to recall. Every time I hear Tony say no fighting, I think of Shakira's no fighting. No fighting. No fighting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like who who is the Shakira Shakira says it. Oh baby, when you I know, but who's the rapper that says no fighting? He says it like in the beginning. Who's that? Wyclef? Wyclef Jean. Yeah. Oh, I was right. Nice. Wyclef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Carol Danvers, any chance you could put this on? Carol snapped back to the present to see a horrendously skimpy bikini outstretched in the medic's hands that even she could not seem to look directly at, blushing as Carol plucked the stringy material from her grasp with distaste. Uh, No, uh, Carol, that's a mask. Carol, Carol, (laughs) no. No, protocols, that's just a mask. Oh, my God. Are you sure this is it? There seemed to be some missing. The medic fled the room without answering through a door at the back, which promptly hissed shut behind her. Carol dropped the bikini on the ground and slid a finger over the handle, locked. Control it, girl. Control your emotions, she thought, even as a wreath of energy swirled to life at her fists. Through sheer force of will, she shoved it back down, taking big, unnecessary lungfuls of oxygen and flicking the bikini from the floor to her hand with her foot, determined not to look at the thing until it was on. It was blue and red, covered in sequins, and would fall to pieces with an overly enthusiastic dive into any body of water. A mirror had been thoughtfully provided to help her make sure nothing was indecently exposed. Though the bikini did not make it easy, and Carol reflected that the only thing uglier than this bikini was her expression while whilst assessing it. A robotic voice startled her. Carol Danvers, 60 seconds to air. Please face the red light. That was fast, she muttered cracking her neck and rolling her shoulders before catching herself. Calm down, idiot. It's not a fight. No fighting. <laughs> <laughs> <Every time. laughs> Somehow Wyclef John snuck on to this island. <laughs> He's the only one. Ten seconds. The door slid gracefully open, revealing a boardwalk through paradise. Are you guys getting a little bit of like... I know it's like a fun, sexy time, but it keeps making me feel like it's Hunger Games. That's exactly what I was like thinking. Like when they suddenly wake up, they're suddenly put in a costume. They're like 10 seconds and then they're thrust out in there. But And like Katniss is in the tube and Cinna is getting dragged yeah, away. Yeah, and she's like, and she's panicking. 
Anyway, but this is sexier. Let's hope this does not turn into Hunger Games situation. What's a good the Hung Games? Oh yeah, that's what we. That's on our website. That was our uh, our stack of books on our site. The sun hung moodily over the ocean, casting golden rays on the palm fronds that framed her path to a beautiful beachside chateau constructed of gleaming glass and rugged stone. Carol walked uncertainly forward, her eyes automatically flicking left and right for signs of threat, but every glance revealed some new architectural elaboration, a tinkling fountain, an artfully hewn multi-level deck, silken hammocks, and a marble bar top, around which she saw seven strikingly beautiful women, six of whom were wearing similarly revealing swimwear, and one in a much more elegant white cotton beach dress. Welcome in, Carol, beamed the enviably dressed woman who Carol realized must be Pepper, Stark's wife, and the host of this ridiculous show. How are you feeling? Uh, a little underdressed? Pepper tinkled a laugh as Carol did a flash assessment of the other women. Incredible beauties, every single one. They were a colorful troupe. Green, blue, gold, brown, all familiar in some way, though from where Carol could not say. She cocked her head. What's a robot doing on a matchmaking show? (laughs) ladies form a line it's time to bring in the men please welcome steve (laughs) carol snorted as the other woman gave a round of applause to the blonde-haired broad-shouldered dorito-bodied beaming man with (laughs) blindingly white teeth striding across the boardwalk and down the steps into their midst please be in a banana hammock please be in a banana hammock to god (laughs) Unlike Carol, he seemed totally at ease, taking up position on the other side of the deck before the swimming pool, his muscles practically climbing over each other to get a glimpse of the sunlight. Well, that's a really nice visual. I love yeah. that. Her writing is so gorgeous. It's excellent. How is this her first story? This is lovely. One by one, they were called in. The huge Drax, the swaggering Loki, the wild-eyed Peter. So that must be Peter Quill. Steven, a doctor, apparently. <laughs> Do you think he has a lab coat? Or like a stethoscope (laughs) over his speedo. (laughs) Totally. Mm -hmm. Some apologetic-looking man named Bruce and a (laughs) sure-eyed, dark-skinned beauty called T'Challa. Like the women, Carol found them tantalizingly familiar, but her memory wipe prevented her from knowing her exact relationship with them. Were they about to jeopardize friendships? Ladies, it's time to choose your men. Up first, we have Mantis. The golden-skinned, bug-eyed beauty stepped shyly forward. Am I allowed to touch them first? Carol couldn't help but join in with the giggles of the others. Easy, Tiger. Maybe save it for after you choose. Pepper (gasps) chuckled. But then how will I know who has the strongest emotions? (laughs) (laughs) I guess you don't. It's a gamble. Don't worry, my dear. You will have the chance to change again. So if you don't get it right, this time there's always hope. Mantis paced fretfully up and down, surveying the men until finally picking Bruce, who was apparently startled (laughs) to have been chosen first. They took a stand as the first couple between the two rows of contestants. I love this so much. This is so good. Now we have Valkyrie. Who will you choose? Carol gave the warrior a double glance as she strode forward and chose T'Challa without a second thought. Her strong legs, her swishing black braid, and the way her muscles rippled under her slate gray bikini were all enough to raise Carol's heart rate just a fraction. Nebula, who takes your fancy? All these mortals are beneath me. The malevolent blue robot hissed. After a piercing stare from Pepper, she added, But if I must choose one, it's him. She gestured dismissively at Loki, who strutted to join her besides Mantis and Bruce. God, these duos are so good. Amazing. 
Gamora, lithe and feline, chose Steve, who had <laughs> good choice, who had suffered the fact that he wasn't the first chosen with patience. <laughs> Okoye, a tall, lean, dark-skinned warrior, chose Drax. This one looks strong. <laughs> the fiery-haired Wanda chose Steven, who cleared his throat awkwardly and paced Ooh. over to join her side, muttering a perfunctory greeting. There was an awkward pause as Peter <laughs> Peter was left alone by the poolside fuming. What? I'm the last? I can't believe you people. I'm a real catch. You'll see. He reassured Carol as he swaggered over to her. Carol remained unconvinced. Well, there we have it, our first set of couples. Now, before I leave you to get to know each other, there is just one more person I'd like you to meet. Dot, dot, dot. <gasps> the end <laughs> of this episode. Ah! No fighting. No fighting. Oh, wow. I figured that would be the perfect dramatic cut. That is. That is perfect. Cliffhanger, our perfect cliffhanger. Wow, Danny, you really oh did it. Wow, well, I need someone to like Photoshop or draw all these couples Please. Like in front of a beach. Like that's going to be so – like to just get that because then there's going to be all this swapping. Oh, God. The pairings are so good so far. I cannot wait to see what drama ensues. Okay. Let's do our song. Uh, Yes. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Is your hammer up or down? It could be a palm tree this season. It could be a shield if we think the ship is who we think it is. Wait, no. She doesn't? I think it's just, just her hands. Hands, hands yeah. power. Are your hands surging with electricity or not? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll figure it out. Well, for now, where's your hammer? For now, the hammer, the palm tree, the surging electrical hands are wired for action, way up. I just am obsessed with this premise. I love all the characters we've seen so far. I'm just losing my mind that we wanted to do some sort of dating game matchmaking show literally for 18 seasons. We've talked about it. So this is incredible. I'm geeked. Okoye and Drax. Like Pepper Potts, I'm gooped. (laughs) I'm gooped. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the drag queens that RuPaul says. I'm gooped. I'm gagged. Do you think that Pepper Potts is going to pass out vaginal eggs, jade eggs? I'm sure. All the contestants. (laughs) Eggs? Eggs. Pepper pots passes pussy eggs uh. <laughs> by the seashore. Pretty pussy pockets. <laughs> Pretty pussy pockets perpetuating pleasure. Oh, that is good. Ooh. Oh, wow. We did it. Um, My hammer's through the roof all the way up into the beautiful blue sky that's overlooking these insane pairs. Will you tell me who the Peter is? Peter Quill. Who's that? Yeah, Peter Quill from Guardians of the Galaxy. It's uh, Chris Pratt's character. Oh, yes. Do I do I do I do I? Okay, cute. This is great. Dr. Stud, so incredible. I mean, your writing is so beautiful uh, and so funny. This concept is so funny. Um, I love that we're getting all these characters all on the same love bunker. Yeah, sky uh, high is my hammer. I mean, this is going to be so great. It's so good. Ooh. Yeah. I can't wait for more. Well, I guess stay tuned to the next episode. Um, Again, don't forget about Fangasm Day, uh, June 9th, 69. Mm -hmm. I'll say our phone number one more time, our Fangasm hotline where you can call in with any jokes, memories, meaningful moments is 872-216-0881. And then post your little hearts and loins out 
on Fangasm Day and tag us and uh, use hashtag Fangasm Day so we can track everything you share and uh, pass it over to the government. Just kidding. And yeah, we're so excited for this season. Yay. Happy Pride. We are so excited to be celebrating. And Lindsay. And uh, June the 9th be with you. And also with you. And with your loins. <laughs> As we always say to end these episodes. Stay, stay horny. Stay tan. On an island. Stay sexy. <laughs> Got it. I love it. All right. Bye, you guys. Bye, guys. Bye. For more erotic goodness, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of steamy content and bonus episodes from your favorite pop culture fandoms at patreon.com forward slash fangasm. For updates, merch, to join our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. For a regular hookup, make sure you subscribe and if you're extra horny, leave a review, but only if it's nice. 10 points for nice reviews. 